Union Jack Radio at the Leicester Comedy Festival. This is Union Jack Radio at the Leicester Comedy Festival. I am Matt and I'm sitting in for Charlie today. And I'm in the middle of the Gresham Apart Hotel in Leicester. And we're talking to some of the biggest comedians, the biggest stand-ups. And first up, it's a former Leicester Mercury Comedian of the Year. It is Jack Leto. Hello, Jack. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I am amazing. So you've got your show, Jack to Reality, on Sunday the 13th of February at 8.30pm at Peter Pizzeria. How are you feeling about it? I still need to finish writing it. The whole time I'm in Leicester, I'll just be in my hotel room uh, probably writing it. I- I've even changed the title of the show since since I <laughs> since I put it in the... It's now called Jack's Entertainment. But <laughs> okay. Jack to Reality, was it, the name came from because I first like started previewing it last year when we were first coming out of the sure. lockdowns and stuff. Uh, do you remember that last two years? I remember years, it. Yeah. I'm familiar with um, it. And I thought, Jack to reality, because everyone's going back to normal. But then I thought, I don't want it to be, because I think a lot of comedians are going to doing COVID-based shows mm. from now on. So I want to try and make it a bit different to that and not heavily focusing on that. For yeah. sure. So Jack's Entertainment now. Jack's Entertainment. Is why, is, why do you call it that? Uh, because there's a song called That's Entertainment. There you go. I'm called Jack. And I thought, you know what? If I change the title to Jack instead of that, it, it's uh, it's funny for about three people. <laughs> sure, sure. Okay, well, one, two. We've got one more out there. Um, imagine someone's never heard of you before, never seen your comedy before. How would you sell yourself and your comedy to them? Well, that's 99.9% of the population. <laughs> like I turn up to Leicester thinking, why, why are people not raiding <laughs> me around the streets? <laughs> I, do a, I don't know how I would describe myself. It's, it's, I'm just a squeaky northerner that tells jokes like yeah I, I, I don't know to define but a lot of people say I'm quite old school but that doesn't mean I'm sexist or racist it just means I think because I've, I like throw back to end of the peer style humor type of thing um but I'm just I'm just daft mainstream silly I just talk that's it that's all I do that's all comedy is it's just talking and then some part, sometimes people laugh well I mean clearly works for you you won Leicester Mercury Comedian of the Year 2018 was it yes yeah four, four years ago yeah four years yeah. ago how was that whole experience fantastic yeah it was it, I, I was like a bit of a fanboy of the uh, competition because of its history so when I found out I got nominated for it I was like overwhelmed really and then I was even excited to meet Jeff Rowe because I knew he, he'd created the festival that I was like fanboying over Jeff Rowe. And now, now I know Jeff, it's like, oh, no it's point doing Jeff. that, it's just <laughs> Jeff. Uh, but it was, the whole experience was great. Like, and the people of Leicester and the festival itself, the proper look after acts and comedians. And it's a highlight of my year coming here and trying out stuff and get, meeting people. I've got a lot of friends here now uh, that I've met through the festival and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's always a great experience. That's really cool. Has it like impacted your career in a big way? Massively, yeah. Winning that award is basically what made comedy my job. Like, give me that boost for promoters that haven't heard of me or seen me before to give me a chance and, uh, yeah, get get to do it full time. So yeah, I wouldn't be where I was without the festival. You're completely separate to that. Obviously, you're a very physical comedian move about a lot do a lot of that you did a lot of zoom gigs did a lot of that during lockdown how does one bring an act as physical as yours to a small computer laptop screen i went the complete opposite way i just sat in my chair and just because i know some people moved about in the bedroom and that but i just thought that was weird so i just sat on a office chair but the actual zoom gigs themselves there's some you do i did one for a company and they said there'll be 150 people there. And I was like, oh, great, send me details about them and I'll make jokes about them. And I got there 
and there was six people there and it was like two o'clock in the afternoon. There was one woman who was changing a baby's nappy while, while I was on the Zoom. <laughs> yeah, it, it ended up being all right, but they gave me a list of people and none of the people on this list that I could have done, that had written jokes about were yeah. there. There was one guy who was like, uh, Jonathan is a Knox County, uh, County fan. So, I went, hey, Jonathan, I hear you're a Knox County fan. He went, yeah. I said, why is that? He went, because I'm from Nottingham. I was like, Oh, great, yeah. I, I, I need to be back doing comedy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing. I'm just essentially talking to a man who I've never met before mm. about football. Yeah, yeah. N- nonsense. Wow, Jonathan really didn't help you out there. <laughs> no, the no. woman with the nappy change was more useful, yeah, I yeah. bet. It was yeah, just so bizarre. What a bizarre world that <laughs> turned into when we all were like, let's just get on Zoom. Was the baby entertained at least? I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I probably can take the claim that the first comedian they've ever seen. So Yeah, yeah that's a, that's actually a good point. So yeah, you're obviously back in Leicester. Is it cool being back here? Yeah, I love, I love just walking around and shopping. It's such a beautiful place. I like to stay here for a few nights and mm. sometimes get drunk every night, even though I shouldn't. And then inevitably be massively hungover for my show at the end of the weekend. Sure. Uh, but I'll try and make that not happen. Well, finally, Jack, do you want to tell us uh, what your show's called, where it is, when it is? Where people yes. can buy tickets. I also want to mention that the people on the radio won't know this, but we're doing this interview in a hotel room, <laughs> which when, when I booked this in and it said it's going to be in a hotel room, I thought, fair enough. But we're sat on a couch. It has massive catch, casting couch vibes. I, I'm very uncomfortable at this moment in time. <laughs> right, what, what, where am I? It's at Pizza Pizzeria, Sunday the 13th, 8.30pm. It's called Jack to Reality. But it's not called Jack's Entertainment. But if you're finding it in the brochure, it's called Jack to Reality. Good I look night. forward to the, the second name change tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you've written the show. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Jack. Up next, we've got a little game we're going to play with you that you probably won't enjoy at all. We're going to get you on the treadmill. And we'll be back in a moment. Union Jack Radio at the Leicester Comedy Festival. Hi, I'm Kwan Wen, and I'm a stand-up sitting down. Have you stuck to your New Year's resolution? When I used to do New Year's resolution, I actually tick them off at the end of the year, and it's disappointment year by year, so I just thought to avoid another year of disappointment, I might as well not have any this year. So, yeah, clean slate, new start. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) When you were little, what did you want to be when you grew up? I want to be free. I just want to run away from my mom, so I achieved that. My mom is like a Deborah Meaden level of businesswoman, so she can't switch from the bossy mode when she's at home. Before mobile phone, there were landlines in our family flat. There were like a dozen extensions in every single room. So when my mom wanted to speak with me, she had the master control in her bedroom. She would press like extension three and say, Kwan Wen, we run out of toilet paper in this bathroom. Please bring it to me. So this is a kind of control free mother. <laughs> What's something really unimportant that you're good at? Hoarding teddy bears. It started when I when I left Taiwan was the exchange student in Paris and it was a year of sheer solitude because French people were not kind. And <laughs> I was really, really lonely, so I got myself a teddy bear. If you remember Tom Hanks in Castaway? Yes. And he Wilson. had Wilson, the volleyball. I think I started to treat teddy bears as my actual What do you wish people would ask you in interviews, but never do? How evil do you think the Chinese government is? And so make sure, I think we're probably being monitored right now. So let's not talk about this. (laughs) (laughs) What's your show all about? I call my show Ila Formosa is the ancient name of Taiwan. I thought I'd call my show Made in Taiwan, but that would have been 
too obvious because you see myself fully integrated. I did have a very different upbringing, and I want to talk about that. Where can people find you on social media? I finally set up an Instagram account at Kwanwen Comedy. It's K for Kim Kardashian, U for Unicorn, A for Ariana Grande, and N for Nicki Minaj. Grab tickets to the Leicester Comedy Festival at UnionJack.co.uk. Welcome back to Union Jack Radio at the Leicester Comedy Festival. I am Matt, and I'm currently in the wonderful new gym of the Gresham Apart Hotel. So this is actually brand new. You've got a treadmill, a bike, you've got loads of weight machines, and it's really lovely in here, and even lovelier today, because I'm joined by comedian Jack Gledo. Hello, Jack. Hello, I'm on a treadmill. You are indeed on a treadmill. Currently doing a steady 0.5 miles per hour. How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, all right at the minute, but I'm more worried about what you're going to do in the next few minutes. What we're going to do is we want you to be able to plug your show, but not too much. So for every word you use to answer our questions, we're going to increase your speed by 0.1 miles per hour. Is it starting now? Not, not yet, not yet. I'm going to start with the first question in just a moment. Any final thoughts before you are limited on your speech? Well, it is quite slow at the minute, so I think I can manage it for a fair bit. What, what, what's the level it goes to? Do you know? No idea. We're going to find out today. No, okay, fair enough. First of all, Jack, your show is obviously at Peter Pizzeria on Sunday the 13th of February. It's at 8.30pm. And first question for you, what's your show called? Jack's Entertainment, also Jack to Reality. Up a few 0.1 miles per hour there, now to 1.1 miles per hour in total. How's that? Good. Another 0.1 miles per hour for you. Okay, well, what's your show about? Comedy, entertainment, and fun. Why did I add a... Why am I speaking? 2.1 miles per hour at this stage. Jack is using far too many words. And next question, why should people come and see you? It's great fun on a Sunday for £7. What's your favourite colour? Blue. No, it's red. Why did I lie? Why did I speak? Oh, God. Up to 4.4 miles per hour now. Jack Gledo is using far too many words to answer very simple questions. Jack, what's your style of comedy? Funny. Very funny. Not really funny. Five miles per hour now. How are we feeling? Knackered. How much more do you think you have left in you? Beam me up, Scotty. I'm going 10 miles per hour on this. I'm on 6.2 now, everybody. 6.5, 6.7, I've never run this fast in my life. This is what people should be doing to get a ticket for the show before it sells out. Jack Gledo, how long do you think you can last at this pace? I, I reckon I can last at this pace for about a minute and then, and then I'm done. My legs have never gone this fast in my life. Uh, Jack Gledo, any final recommendations to see your show on Sunday the 13th of February? I recommend that you see it uh, and that you enjoy it. <laughs> this is the weirdest interview I've ever done. Just come to me, show. Look, I'm suffering this much so that you come and buy your ticket. I'm knackered, I've got asthma. I'm gonna sue these. Just come to the show. Thank you, Jack. And that was Jack Gledo on Union Jack Radio at the Leicester Comedy Festival. I hear he wants you to go see his show on the 13th of February at 8.30 p.m. Jack's Entertainment. Thank you very much, Jack. Thank you very much. This is Union Jack Radio at the Leicester Comedy Festival. I'm Matt and it is time to meet a comedian that I think you'll be hearing a lot more of over the next year. It's Celia A.B. She was a finalist in the Funny Women Awards, she was a finalist in the BBC New Comedy Awards, and she's done some writing for Comedy Central. 
Celia, how are you doing? Hello, I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing just wonderful. Now, you've got a uh, work in progress show at the Leicester Comedy Festival, of course, on the 15th of February at 8pm in Manhattan 34. How in progress is the work in progress? <laughs> so this is going to be the, uh, by the time I come to Leicester Festival, it'll be the third work in progress, I believe. So I'm working my way through to the Edinburgh Fringe, like a lot of people, we're all on the same little track. This will be my first solo show uh, that I'm working on. So it's all uh, very exciting, very nerve-wracking, but mostly, mostly exciting. Why is it called swimming? How much water is involved? Should people wear trunks? <laughs> the first, the front row needs to be worn no it's um i'm so i'm 26 and i've learned to swim just about two years ago i didn't know how to it's also about social media it's about uh what learning things later in life and the things you do to get away from social media it's all very uh very millennial nonsense <laughs> so it's, uh, it should be very very exciting um but mostly it's it's very silly have you got anything else similar to swimming that you haven't learned at your age oh there's tons of things so i used to know how to ride the bike and i know that like that's not the saying but like I knew how to ride a bike and now I can't remember. So when I was like, I vividly remember being eight and being on a bike and like being like, I've got this, I know what I'm doing. But I tried again a couple of years back and it was just impossible. I didn't know what I was doing. I think everyone's got a skill or something that they don't know how to do, but they're not admitting to. And I think sure. that's why like people's Google history is really interesting. There's various areas in life where some of us don't know what to do things and don't know how, don't want to admit it. That thing swimming was the main one because I thought I could blag and pretend that I could swim. And it turns out you can't because once you're in the pool, it's very hard to pretend. <laughs> so <laughs> my boyfriend is a swimming teacher. Ah, um, and um, I really thought I could pretend that I knew how to swim. And like, I didn't really stress out. I was like, oh, this is going to be fine. Like water will carry me. And then it was like the most humiliating thing because I had to get like those floats they give to kids. And it was like very, un like, you know, early in a relationship, you try and be like sexy and mysterious. And then I like, got rid of that completely on like date number three. <laughs> Just like, the relationship still working out? All good. I can swim now. So. Okay. <laughs> Segwaying to something completely different. So obviously you used to live in Paris, uh, baguettes, classy lifestyle, and then you moved straight to Birmingham. Kind of an odd choice, a lot of people would say. It's because I'm not from the shiny part of Paris, actually. I'm from, uh, I like to call it the, like the Wolverhampton of France. It's very much like on the outskirts of Paris. There's not much going on. So actually Birmingham was a step up. And um, Paris, I, I thought was really boring for the longest time because I used to go there as a like 12 or 13 year old with not a lot of money. And I used to think that all, all people in Paris just walk around. It's so boring. <laughs> so by the time I moved to Birmingham, I was 19. I had a bit of money and it was way more exciting. And I love Birmingham. I don't live there now, but I, I had seven good years up there. Paris has got the Eiffel Tower, obviously. Is there like an equivalent yeah. attraction in Birmingham that people should go and visit? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... This is the thing, Birmingham has like, um, it's interesting, they've obviously got the boring, I think that they've done a great job with New Street Station. My favourite place in Birmingham is the Electric Cinema, I think it's the oldest cinema in the UK. Oh. Um, what Birmingham has and is very good at as well is food. If you're a foodie, definitely try and take a trip up because it's got some of the best restaurants for not, for not London prices. I see it, I've not actually visited Birmingham but you've sold it very well, you've sold it very, very oh, well. Thank you. Some people might have seen you on the new Comedy Awards where you made it to the grand final. Um, and you were also a writer for Sarah Pascoe on Guessable. Oh, so I loved it. I mean, 
My favorite thing in the world is to write jokes. And I've been very lucky that I've, I've, I've got to do that a little bit in lockdown. My agent is amazing and she gets what I'm trying to do. So getting to write for people and writing on shows, it's just a, the best thing in the world. It's just great, especially someone as funny as Sarah Pascoe. And is there for you like a career aspiration with your writing? Is there something you'd like to write for or some show you'd like to be on? I've always got like a, a te- like a teenage fantasy of being on like, or like writing for something like SNL because I grew up watching a lot of American stand-up, American TV shows, American scripted sitcoms. I feel like my biggest aspiration is to be in a writer's room with donuts and just loads of writers laughing and just coming up with jokes all day. And then if I could uh, do stand-up and do my own shows on top of that, then I'd be very happy. I mean, you've had a great start with writing already, clearly. So yeah, you've got your work in progress show, Swimming, which already sounds very funny and something I want to see on the 15th of February at Leicester Comedy Festival. And if you stay right there, Celia, we're going to play a very quick game with you uh, called 3AM Thoughts. Union Jack Radio at the Leicester Comedy Festival. So Celia, listeners... I want you to imagine you're lying in bed, it's 3am and you can't sleep and your mind is taking you to all sorts of places that it would never think to do during the day. And we're going to explore the, the awkward, the strange, the very inconvenient thoughts that are going to keep you awake. First up for you, Celia, I want to know who would be at your ideal dinner party. Can I bring people back from the dead? Do you want dead people at your dinner party? Like, uh, no, but like, yeah. but, like, but like they're alive then, obviously. Let's say yes. <laughs> Let's say okay. yes. I have a few ideas. So I really want for the alive people. I want Tina Fey to be there because she's my hero. I want there's a few SNL people. I want Jason Sudeikis, Fred Armisen, and then Bill Hader. So these are like the people that are I would all sit together towards the end of the table. Maybe they can have a laugh and have a lovely time. I want uh, the footballer Zinedine Zidane just because I've always wanted to meet him, and I think they'd be a good old laugh. And I could tell my mum would be super happy that I met him. <laughs> Is your mum invited or are you just telling her about this dinner party? Oh no, she's not invited because I think she, she can't speak English for one. So there would like be a write-off and I think that Zinedine Zidane would be like stuck in a conversation with her for like the whole time. Okay, <laughs> but, nice, nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I also want to invite singer-songwriter Stromae, who's a, a Berlin French singer-songwriter because I think he's a genius and I'd love to pick his brain on a few things. I would like to have Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong in the background singing a duet. <laughs> are you so, providing food for them or are they just coming to perform? Oh, they do a song but then get to have a meal. Like, but like they're also like super happy to be there and perform. There's like a big band. And then I would like to have Miyazaki, the film director that did like My Neighbor Totoro and all of that to be there as well because I'm, I find him so fascinating and I would like to pick his brain as well. You're so, going to have a very busy cultural evening of trying to get around all these people. In my fantasy as well, I can speak perfect Japanese <laughs> and everyone can understand each other no matter the language and probably wouldn't they wouldn't get a single bite out of food. Is there any other special requests you need? We're bringing people back from the dead. Uh, you can speak Japanese. Everyone can understand each other. <laughs> We've got a bouncer to keep about your mum. So if there's (laughs) anything else you want at this dinner party, let us know. It sounds like it's going to be quite difficult to organise, to be honest. I'll get a WhatsApp group created and I'm sure we'll find like a a random Tuesday. Sure, we'll work (laughs) on getting some of their numbers, absolutely. And the reanimating corpses, we'll do that later. I'll leave that with you, shall I? (laughs) (laughs) So at this 
magical trans-dimensional bring corpse back alive dinner party where everyone speaks the same language and your mum is not there, uh, underlined. Uh, what are you cooking <laughs> for all these people that they're going to enjoy? What are you serving them? So because it's such a big mix of like cultures, obviously, on that table, I want everyone to feel represented. And so what I will do is I will order something of a delivery platform. <laughs> and I will get everyone to take on their one. Um, because that says what that saves me the pressure. And then what I'll do is I'll order it in advance and then pretend that I've cooked it. And I'll be like, yes, I am Miyazaki. I am a sushi chef. You didn't know this. I'd said that in Japanese. Um, <laughs> you didn't know sure. that about me, but I actually am a sushi chef. And then I would say, yes, Zinedine Zidane. I actually know how to make a beautiful couscous from my mom's recipe. And then they would all be very impressed. And then I could pick their brains a bit more. If it's not yeah. on a delivery platform, which is rare, but someone might ask for that, you're in trouble. Um, yeah, they're not coming then. If they're <laughs> okay. okay, sure. sure. <laughs> like, uh, no, no, thank you. If you can't find your stuff on a delivery platform you better, you better stay dead <laughs> wow so if someone orders the hot dog stuffed crust at Domino's it's not served yeah. anymore you're yeah. not going to meet your idol anymore <laughs> no <laughs> no do you know what that was the number one thing that mattered to me is that they wouldn't want that Sure. they always say never meet your heroes and you won't because they wanted something slightly inconvenient exactly bloody divas (laughs) but thank you so much for that Celia you've got your show uh, as I said swimming on the 15th of February at Leicester Comedy Festival 8pm at Manhattan 34 where can people find you on social media I am on Twitter and Instagram as abcelia so that's abc. E-L-Y-A and I post I'm, but I'm, I'm like being so annoying on social media at the minute because it's just me saying get tickets to things um, but once we rode that wave together um, you'll see me be funny again <laughs> so just follow me get involved now and then we'll ride that out and then you'll we'll get to be friends <laughs> Other than your uh, upcoming work in progress show, is there anything else you want to plug? I mean, watch Guessable on Comedy Central that I, I wrote on the series um, that's out now. Um, and it's very funny and um, Sarah Pascoe is brilliant in it. And it, other than that, just uh, just I would recommend going to the festival as much as people can. Even if you can't make it to my show, go and watch other shows. There's some brilliant, brilliant acts that are coming up. Thank you so much. Thank um, you, Matt. That was a pleasure. Welcome back to Union Jack Radio at the Leicester Comedy Festival. I'm Matt and I'm joined by Jonathan Hipkiss. His show is tonight and right now we're playing 60 second six syllable sprint. Jonathan, you have 60 seconds on the clock. You have six syllables to answer each question I'm going to give you. I'm ready. Yeah? Ready, baby. Feeling confident? No. You've already not answered these ones as six (laughs) syllables. (laughs) I didn't even answer the first question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 60 seconds on the clock. Three, two, one. How would you describe your style of comedy? Joyful, gleefully big <laughs> times. Yeah, thereabouts. Uh, <laughs> what's the most embarrassed you've ever been? Doing the naked comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Um, who of anyone in the world would you make come and watch your stand-up? My dearly dead grand. <laughs> Favourite colour? Red. And other colours. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like about Leicester? The people and you. <laughs> What's your pet peeve? Too much social media. <laughs> How do you unwind? 
by watching Union Jack Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well done. Some of those were not quite on the money, but we'll, no. we'll give it to you. We'll give yeah. it to you. <laughs> by the social media, it's like, you know, too much, like pictures of dinners and stuff. Sure. Not like, you know, not like, no, no, not, not offending you guys. It's just <laughs> after how many chicken things can you see? I'm not bothered. That kind of stuff, you know. That, that was, was really good. That was terrible, that was. Oh, right? no, yeah, no. Your attempts at six syllables were... Awful. Abhorrent, but, <laughs> <laughs> but the attitude was very good. Thank you very much, Jonathan Hipkiss, for joining us for Six Seconds, Six Syllables Sprint. When and where is your show, and what's it about? Thank you very much for having me. Uh, it's tonight, uh, LCB Depot, High Times from the Wasteland, uh, reserve tickets online, or you can come free, pay what you want, uh, and it's going to be an antidote to the chaos i would hope so thank you and uh, bless you thank you very much union jack radio at the leicester comedy festival this is union jack radio at the leicester comedy festival with me matt this week we've spoken to a load of comedians like tez Ilias, rosie jones katherine bohart you can listen back to all of those chats on the jack radio player app and next week we're going to be hearing from some of the best rising comedians all hosted by Ishan Akbar on the Union Jack Radio Circuit Breakers, Monday at 7pm. This is an original podcast from the Jack Radio Network. Discover more on Jack Radio Player.